Takeo is a big guy who's never found love. Every time he falls for someone, they're more interested in his hot best friend, Suna, who always rejects them. Now he's fallen for Rinko, a girl he saved on the train, and he's recited himself to ensuring she can be the one to finally date Suna. But is that who Rinko is actually interested in dating? Is my love story the perfect series to introduce your friends to anime? Or should it be relegated to your own personal weeb watch list? I'm PJ. I'm Skylar. I'm Lauren. And this is Kawaii Disappointment. cleaning the living room like two days ago and like if any type of food like ends up on the floor the dog eats it it's gone and that's not even just food it's inanimate objects it's gone it's true most things are (laughs) gone if they fight it's it's like a like an evil Roomba yeah it's gone aren't all Roombas evil no how dare you uh, they work so hard, Lauren. Anyways, you know what was still on the floor that is considered edible? And I'm using finger quotes. Oh, God. A package of peeps. Peeps are so bad <laughs> that our garbage disposal of a dog, of also inanimate objects, will not eat the peeps. Oh, my God. Have you guys seen they have different flavors now? Yes. Oh, my God. My grandma loves peeps, so she's been taste testing because the rest of us can't stand them. <laughs> so we get her different flavors and we're like, how are they? She's like, do you want to try them? No, but how is it? <laughs> are you going to get her the peeps Pepsi? Ooh, maybe. I don't know if she's tried that one already yet or not. It's a so it's like peeps, fav- peeps flavored Pepsi. Whoa. I mean, oh, see, she's I thought it was the opposite. It. No, Wait. no, no. It's peeps flavored Pepsi. I'd rather I... have the peeps flavored as I, Pepsi? I'd rather have a Pepsi flavored peep. So this is a question. We're all anti-peeps here is what I'm getting. Yeah. yeah. But the secondary question is, do you still eat one like once a year? Yes. No. Just 100%. to make sure. Oh, I absolutely do. not. As a reminder that I just like them. That's I, I, I'm on Skylar's side. I will eat peeps once a year. And every time I'm like, all right, still not good. <laughs> See, no. It's like the McRib. You just have to do it once a year so you can remember that it's or the not worth your time. Shake, which are also terrible. I right, let's peep some additional anime for this month. Hello and welcome back to Quite Disappointment, the show where two lifelong weebs, PJ and Skylar, guide their non-weeb friend Lauren through a new anime every week to determine if it's a kawaii success or a kawaii disappointment. Mm. This week we are watching My Love Story as we close out Romance Month number two. Number two. Number two. Number two is <laughs> more than number one. <laughs> Hell yeah. We love math here at the Quietest Women Podcast. All right, Lauren. My love story. Mm. I mean, uh, that's so open-ended that I'm so curious where your brain went with it. Well, I mean, the my really got my attention, right? Because it's not just, it's just like a generic love story or whatever. It's my love story. So I'm thinking we're going to watch a love story from like a character that we don't tend to give a lot of attention to kind of like the sassy best friend to the protagonist in all romance stories they always have that like one friend who gives them the business and we don't really know what's going on in their life so i think we're finally gonna see someone else's love story who isn't the protagonist like the delivery man who loans the protagonist his bike so that he can catch up to his long lost love so it'll be a background character who is finally now the protagonist character do you think that delivery man could write that bike 
bike off? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely not. What? <laughs> Helping some random stranger find love is not a business expense. Are you sure? I yeah. Yes. Have you looked? I have guess you if looked? you have a really, really, really good like tax guy, but if you're a delivery driver, I doubt you're affording a really, really good tax guy. How you're using you know? that free H and R block software, one hundred percent. Unless you're an Epo baby, then you probably got a good tax guy. <laughs> Well, once you saw that poster, did your thoughts change? No, I actually don't think I'm that far off because I think the boy in the front who is like uncomfortably close to the camera, I think he's the protagonist. <laughs> you can only see like half his face, maybe maybe a little more. Um, but I think he's always kind of been in the background. He seems like he's awkward just because like, you know, look at the angle of him. He's kind of slightly out of focus. He's again, very, very close to the camera. So I just think he's like this little awkward boy. He probably gets teased since he has this very dramatic character design as well. But I think he's very sweet. He's very good. And he is going to be falling in love with this little girl who's behind him in the background. She looks adorable. She looks like super genuinely nice. She looks maybe like a little shy, you know, and I think she is absolutely in love with him too. I think they are really into each other, but you have this other boy in the background and he's pretty, he's put together. He's your generic romance protagonist man, right? And I think he's the popular kid. He also likes the girl and he is going to try to win her over while sabotaging this man in the front here. He's going to try to, you know, make him look silly or he's going to, you know, dump some blood on him during prom and like... Everyone's going to die. Everyone's going to and... die. We're going to find out our protagonist <laughs> secret, is telepathic. It's a secret horror. This uh, is my Valentine's. favorite adaptation of Carrie. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My love story is just Carrie. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think, yeah. So it's this man's love story. He's in love with this little girl. And that blonde, pretty man in the back is going to be trying to sabotage him so that he gets the girl in the end. Okay. I'm ex- Well, I'm excited to see this reboot of Carrie uh, kind of told from a different perspective, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's told from the perspective of the, the one boy in school who was into her. <laughs> God, Stephen King hopefully won't listen to this episode so he doesn't have to sue these uh, creators. Because I don't know if he knows about this. Uh, but we'll find out. Stephen King, if you are listening, uh, be cool about it. For everyone else, we're going to take a quick break to watch episodes one and two of My Love Story. And we're going to be right back, so stay tuned. All right, we're back. We have Lauren Watch episodes one and two of My Love Story. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? It was really cute. And I, as much as I want to like hit Takeo over the head for being like so oblivious, I'm like, oh, well, I'm also that oblivious. So I like. I was literally about to say, I was like, well, 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 if it isn't the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. Yeah. But it is so fun. I love this twist on. A romantic comedy and i it's very sweet yeah no i mean i absolutely love this you know i just adore this story it truly does feel like my love story uh but we'll get ah. to that in a little bit as we quickly go through some housekeeping so my love story is based on the manga by kazune kawahara that ran in basatsu margaret magazine from october 2011 to july of 2016 for 13 volumes Ooh, you don't say the anime was directed by morio asaka and done by Matt 
Madhouse for Nippon TV and ran from April to September of 2015 for 24 episodes. There is a live action film directed by Hayato Kawaii and done by Nikatsu and Django Film that released in October of 2015. And as is a tradition here, we will quickly on our audio medium podcast, us ourselves will look at the live action cast and just tell you if we think they're a good fit. It's up to you if you want to go up and look it up yourself. My favorite part of the podcast, we do something visual. <laughs> yes. We do it every time there's a live action. Every time there's live action, we're like, let's look at it. And then we're always like, and all of you, I guess, just figure this out. I think it's a great idea. It's a good time. Give them homework. You know, everyone's favorite thing. There you go. Extra credit. Honestly, it is literally so perfect. It is. Look at his eyebrows. They're so bushy. It's so cute. His hair. The only uh, d- like critique I have is I don't know why Rinko's hair is like she's is a brunette. Dark. In, yeah. yeah. I was like, she has very he... light hair in yeah. the anime. She right. does. Yeah. Both of them do, actually. I was going to yeah, say, doesn't and- uh, what's his face also have light colored hair yes. and he's also a dark brunette? Yeah, Suna also has light hair. So they did brunettize everyone. Yeah, because Suna's a blonde. And I mean, Rinko is kind of like a redhead. Almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A strawberry blonde. Yeah. So it's weird that they brunettized everyone. But I mean, I mean I maybe they're it. just keeping it in the realm of like being realistic. I don't know. Well, exactly. What I was going to say is like, I mean, ultimately, I understand that like most people in Japan don't have multicolored hair. That's more of an anime specific right. thing. Very but like much wigs so. exist. <laughs> will you wear wigs? Will you? How will you wear wigs? When will, when you, will wear you wear wigs? Wear wigs? <laughs> but with that, that is the end of our context. We'll quickly go through our episode breakdown. Takio Goda is a large gorilla-like boy who, despite being admired by his male peers, has had little luck with romance. Every girl he develops a crush on ends up falling for his best friend, Makoto Suna Sunakawa, who always rejects her affections. Shortly after entering high school, Takeo rescues a girl named Rinko Yamato from being molested on the train. He ends up getting suspended from school after punching the molester at the police station. Rinko, thankful for her rescue, takes an interest in Takeo and offers to make various treats for him. So Takeo assumes that Makoto is the one she likes. Takeo tries to figure out the mystery behind Makoto, who has never shown any interest in girls despite being popular with them. As the two meet up with Rinko again, Takeo, convinced Makoto is the one she likes, tells her about all the times Makoto has helped him out. Later, after the pair exchange contact details with Rinko, a large construction girder comes crashing down towards Rinko, forcing Takeo to step in to protect her. Despite being urged by Takeo to get to safety, Makoto and Rinko stay behind to hold up the girder until help arrives. Afterwards, Rinko asks to meet up with Takeo without Makoto, though Takeo assumes she was seeking advice on her relationship with Makoto, and that's episodes one and two of My Love Story, Final Destination. <laughs> Honestly, we were like, what the fuck? This man's so strong. <laughs> I was more like, what? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, when you tell me, like, yeah, we're going to watch this, like, rom com, I'm not expecting people to, like, be getting molested and almost die. Oh my God. Yeah. No, to start with the. <laughs> The molestation that was uncomfortable, but he is like such a knight in shining armor. I know coming over and protecting her. God, I love him so much. He's, he's such a sweetie so pie, cute, and he's yeah. just so wholesome, right? Ugh. <laughs> he could easily kind of be like like a hashtag TM nice guy, right? But he's not, you know. Like he legitimately. I mean, I get it, right? Like again, I really do kind of relate with my boy, you know, being kind of like the bigger, less attractive friend that just kind of has to be on the sidelines Mm. uh, and is never the one that like girls want that's like 
my middle and high school experience like in a in a nutshell right and like even that like you know feeling like it's always someone else all that stuff and it's very easy to have those experiences and be like well why is it never me it's you know i'm such a nice guy but like ultimately like just people like who they like and it's very i think it's very respectful of him to kind of always be like you know what it wasn't me this time maybe next time you know yeah again it'd be very easy for him to be a nice guy tm but he is absolutely not he the second you know he sees these girls are always into someone else he kind of is like all right this sucks for me but like time to move on even like in this instance with ring with uh rinko like you know he has that moment when he thinks that she's like super into uh suna where he's like you know i'm the one that like saved you but then he's like no why am i thinking like that like she's gonna like who she likes and i should be supportive and ultimately all that matters to me is that she's happy so like i'll do what i can to make that happen <laughs> right right oh my god he's so cute and i do love too that he's not you know made fun of really in this world what we've seen he looks different from everybody else and he's still like super popular <laughs> with his friends and like everyone's crying at graduation because they're like we're not gonna get to be with you anymore and i was like that's sweet because he they could have quasimodoed this shit but they didn't i know which is great because as much as i love the festivals of fool song it would have probably hurt my feelings in this context <laughs> <laughs> but i you know again like not to continue to be like I relate a lot to Zakio. But like I feel like this is more realistic because like I'm like a, a socially awkward bigger dude that like had like these similar issues, but I've never had a shortage of friends. I've never had a shortage of friends. Never understood why. I do not get uh why people are like yep this guy but you know i feel like that's very realistic like i feel like takio would be someone that people really like i'm sure even a lot of the girls that he likes maybe see him as a very like comforting presence or like a nice guy just not in a romantic sense especially with the beautiful suna right next to him suna is beautiful he is I mean, he's the epitome of anime man beauty, right? Yeah the, yeah. the quiet prince stereotype. Yeah. The light hair, the dreamy eyes, the always like keeping to himself. He's not really putting himself out there, but he, you can tell he has hidden depths. Yeah. He has, he's the whole anime boy package. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and all these girls are trying to get to his anime boy package. Oh my God. <laughs> so for like a bit. I thought he was like arrow or asexual, but I think he might be like a demisexual because when Tycho is like talking to him about it, his whole thing is like, I just want someone like genuine, you know? He is like into girls, but there are things that girls can do to very easily turn him off to being into them. Right. And it just so happens that literally all of these girls have. Right. And I mean, even so. some of the girls he's been into, but he's very particular with what kind of person he's willing to date. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I think he's demisexual. He does have crushes and stuff. He just will lose them very quickly. So mm -hmm. he doesn't need to develop that strong bond to feel attracted to them. He can easily be like, yeah, this girl's cute. And I would like totally like be with her to most of these girls. It's just that they easily lose him. So it's mm. kind of like the opposite of a demisexual, or as opposed to a demisexual is like, I'm not into you until we've developed a bond. He's like, I'm into you until you ruin it. Mm, I'm into okay. you until you open your mouth. <laughs> And I mean, spoiler, the things that they do that ruins their relationship with him is they're mean to Takeo. Yeah, who, like, 
he loves more than any, not romantically, but like he's Death his is like best, best friend. friend. Yeah, well, and yeah. Takio is like the only person that can make him laugh. If I was into someone, and like you know, let's say I was single, and I was like trying to pursue someone, and they like hated my best friend or talked mad shit about them, I'd be like, all right, well, go fuck yourself. Yeah, he's a good friend. They're both such good friends to each other. Yeah, especially when he thought um, Sunakawa like finally has like interest in someone, he's like, "I'll put my feelings aside. I'm gonna do, do all this, this for you. you. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make sure that you guys have like the cutest, the best romance, and um, I will just be over here." So let's talk about like the ogre parallels. Lauren, do you know that story? Mm, I'd heard of it casually. This is where I'm hearing about it more. So yeah, I, was like, I okay. think. I think, like, there was a reference in a different anime that, like, I got to talk about. So, basically, you saw, like, the beginning part, right? Where he's just like, I'll go create a ruckus. Mm -hmm. And then you come save the village and everyone will love you. So, that, like, repeatedly happens until, like, one day he can't find his ogre friend. And, like, there's a note from his ogre friend being like, I know this is so important to you. And if they see me hanging out with you, then they're going to think you're a traitor. So, like, I've removed myself completely from the situation and, like, has left. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Yeah. That's so sad. Is that how it ends? Yeah. What the? Well, it's like, well, because the moral of the story is, like, you know, about appreciating the relationship and, like, love that you already have. Yeah. Because... So then you, you know, leave he the wanted dumb the villagers. love and appreciation of the village so much, and his best friend essentially is like, "I'm willing to like put myself on the line for that." But now you're losing that connection, and now you have all of these like friendships, quote unquote, all these connections, but it's not as nearly as important as the thing you lost. Right. So right. then you leave the dumb villagers. They probably didn't like you for you anyway. They just liked you because you know you were saving them from the other ogre, and you go right. be with your friend. That's how it ends. I once heard this Reddit story about like the super attractive guy who would kind of do this with for his friends, where he would like I forget the exact context, but he it was either like his friends were on dates or he was on dates with whatever it was. Um, but he would like be like, oh yeah, like you know I'm the hot guy, like you should be with me instead, and like girls would be like interested, but then he would get like fucked. Uh, trash like wreck everything be a total asshole be shitty to the staff be everything all these terrible things and then you know the friend would kind of get to swoop in and be like hey this guy's being a fucking weird asshole like let's get out of here and then you know the guy would come back the next day and apologize like be like you know tip out you know every single person that was there that night really well and apologize be like yeah you know i was completely sober yesterday like i just do this thing to like help out my friends because all the girls think they want a guy like me but they like really want a guy like my friends and this helps them realize that this like low-key reminds me of the scam from the wonderful early 2000s movie starring jennifer lopez enough where in the beginning this guy like because she's a waitress and he's just like hey like I come here every day and I think you're really, really beautiful. And he hands her like a rose and he's like, let's go on a date sometime. And she's like, oh, my God. OK. And then the guy in the next booth like scoffs really loud. And he's like, buddy, do you have a problem to the guy that scoffed? And he's just like, you know what? Yeah, I do have a problem because I heard you with your friends like earlier today saying like, you bet you could score with this dumb little waitress. And she's just probably like a little slut or whatever. And 
And uh, she's just like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? And then it shows that she's on a date with the guy that scoffs. And then she marries that guy and they have a family. And then, like, domestic abuse happens. And then later you find out that his best friend is that guy. And it was all a scam from the very beginning. Well, now I don't need to watch the movie. (laughs) That's okay. Most people (laughs) shouldn't have to watch that movie. It's very quotable, though. You spared me. There you go. I love that. It's it's not a great movie, Lauren, but I love it. It's in the same vein as the the Glass House and Gothica. I love those movies that aren't great, but that we we love anyway. Right? Yeah. Spoilers for enough. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> well, so obviously we have Takio and Suna being really good friends, but like something that to also talk about, right? Is something that we talked about is kind of like how oblivious Takio is. Oh, he's so. And you know, it's frustrating from an audience perspective, but also like looking at it from you know a realistic perspective is no one's ever been into Takio. Yeah. You know, so he just Why literally is like, I. he does not see the signs. He does not notice that Rinko is clearly into him. So yeah. into him. She was so disappointed when uh, she saw like Sunakawa pop out from behind. Yes, him. you saw it. You were like, oh, she likes Takeo. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really getting you today. It's, <laughs> it's just in there for flavor. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. Thank you for your patience with the latter half of episodes this month. It's been busy, we've been sick, lots going on. But hopefully we are ready to go back to our normal schedule in March. In any case, thank you for your patience, and if you're listening to this in the far future, these definitely actually released on time, and the rest of this was just a bit. If you're craving more Kawhi Disappointment, then check out our Patreon. Hours and hours of bonus content are available immediately for just $3 a month, and more is always on the way along with exclusive polls, Q&As, and goodies at our higher tiers. February is set to have some great content like our reduced redo of Your Lie in April, our AITA Anime Edition, where the gang reads anime-related posts from the Am I the Asshole subreddit and pass their judgment, and more. Find us on Patreon by searching for Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons. Starting off with our eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the truly incomparable Alex J, and the astounding Ruby Cyclone. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Jellums, and if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the tourists. And last but certainly not least, we have our Kawaii Desu patrons, our $3 tier. Eliza L, Albany G, Aubrey Z, and Nymphomercial. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. If you're looking for other ways to support the podcast, you could shop at Right Stuff, which has a huge collection of anime, manga, and figures, or get yourself a super cute monthly Japanese box from So Kawaii. And if you use our affiliate links, a portion of your purchase kicks back to us. You can find those affiliate links on our websites or Beacon's page, which can both be found in the show notes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O. Com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next episode as we kick off a new month with a new theme. Stay tuned on social media for the reveal. Now, back to the podcast. 
like she's so cute you know and she's so adorable uh very traditionally beautiful but she's also just like you know she's always baking and giving them like these treats i do love how like forward she is Yes. Yeah, I love that about her. She's so sweet. You know, asking, hey, can I get your number? And I was like, damn, girl, you get it. Can I you get, get your it. number, baby? Dun, dun, you dun, know, it's dun, very, dun. Uh, when she's like, can I get your email? I was like, wow. Slut. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking slut. No, I was going to say like, wow, that's like such an old sentence. Can, can I, I get, get your, your email? email? And then when she was emailing him all the different emojis that she was using. I love it. And he's it. like clearly never That's texted so with cute. emojis. So he's like, why are her texts so colorful? Oh my God, it was so <laughs> cute. And then his responses were just so straightforward and hers continued to be like over the top and flowery and just so sweet. Oh, they're but so again, cute. can we talk about the unexpected Final, Final Destination? Almost, almost destiny. I like... I like that, like, Sadaka was just like, if this was anyone else, they'd be fucking dead. Like, you would have just both died, okay? Who is this secret Superman? But, like, I love, because I love that even Takeo is just so stupid even in this moment. Because, you know, he goes and he stops the beam. But Suna, like, you know, kind of puts himself over Rinko to protect her, too. And instead of being like, yes, I've saved them both. Takio's like, that's why he'll always be the knight in shining armor. And I'm like, Because I run towards danger and he protects the girl. Yeah. yeah. He's like so self-conscious about the fact that he's literally saving their lives. And then it starts getting too heavy because these things are ginormously heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, construction materials are no joke. They need those massive crates yeah. for a reason. Yeah. I mean, he's got like this, you know, the the mom strength in this moment. Well, he, he has, yeah, he has the mom strength and then he starts kind of being crushed by it. And then they try to help. And they're not, I mean, they're not they're doing not much. They're not doing shit. Um, yeah. But I appreciate it. Canonically, Rinko is like, has decent strength right and they meant they set this up by being like she hand mixes all of her things she like doesn't use a mixer she has very good arm strength you know um but like you know obviously he's really doing the the work because he's built like a fucking literal gorilla yeah And, but I like that the workers are like, we got to go secure the lines. And I'm like, what if you should help these kids? I was like, They're literal the children. <laughs> They're like, they probably are like, they're already dead. If, if, we're, not he- <laughs> if we're not already he- dead. <laughs> if we're not here to witness the murder, we don't have to talk to the police about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, obviously once he sees her struggle, he like mom strengths and like fucking fully like lifts it up and throws it off to the side. Come on, Spider-Man. But, but like. It's kind of like downplayed. Like, and she's like, "You're always helping me," and I'm like, "He literally, you, you literally were about to be like fucking, like fucking art on the floor, you know? Gross. You were about to paint the sidewalk, homegirl." I love how like physical she is with him. Where she like, uh, I remember what I don't remember the context, but later point, she's trying to. Oh, she's wiping him down with the rag, and she's just like jumping up, jumping on him. up to get. I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> their height difference, their size difference alone is just too sweet. Yeah, I love it. It's so cute. <gasps> Lauren, speaking of Tyler. height differences, I got boots that make me 6'1". That's taller than me. And it's also taller than PJ, so he has to <laughs> look up to me. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I am into, uh, I'm into that. <laughs> 
They're so cool. They're uh, like baby pink. Also, I'm only like two inches taller than PJ. PJ is 5'11", <laughs> but still, get on your knees. Hey, peasant. man, I'm still into it. <laughs> I've got low eyes. Low, low eyes. Real lies. Real lies. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, again, talking about Takeo kind of just having to miss those signs, you know, he's never experienced it. So he's just misreading everything. But like, I don't know. I feel like that's, that's, you know, again, so much about this, except for like the constant like death uh, and, and danger is very realistic, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Usually in stories, they will, you know, that's that miscommunication, right? That's just so prevalent in rom-coms and in romance stories as a whole. And everyone's like, just talk to each other. But he, like you said, has never experienced this before. So there's there's precedence for his behavior. Right. And it's never played as like, oh, I just don't love myself. No, he literally doesn't know how to handle the situation because he's never felt like this before. Yeah, he has no context for it. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like, oh, he's so stupid or, oh, just talk to her. It's like, no, he genuinely just doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah. He, he thinks she is in love with Senekawa. See, I relate to this a lot. Um, in a situation I had very similar to Takia, where uh, a girl insanely out of my league that I was into was dropping signs, and I was like, these can't possibly be for me. Skylar <laughs> also didn't help in that situation. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about this on podcast before, but when the night that Skylar and I first were like, oh, maybe we're like into each other and like we should kiss and blah, blah, blah. Skylar was like, oh, I've officially decided that I'm attracted to PJ and I'm going to pursue this, right? And so throughout the night, because I'm over at, you know, at the point Skylar lived in a house with a lot of roommates and a lot of them were, and a lot of friends were over too. And so I'm over and so Skylar would randomly do things where like, I was like, that's weird. Uh, that's suspicious. That's weird. <laughs> that's suspicious. But like things where I was like, hmm, like, you know, was that like a sign, like a signal? But I, but at the same time, I was like, couldn't be. Like, why would it be? Couldn't possibly be. Right. But Skylar wouldn't help because like she would then freak out that I didn't react to the signal in a way and then like do it to everyone else. So like at one point she kissed me on the cheek. And I was like, that's weird. She's never kissed me on the cheek before. Is that like a thing? Is this a thing? And then Skylar in the interim is like, why did I do that? I'm freaking out. And then kissed every single other person in the room on the cheek. <laughs> this was several years before COVID. Yeah. So then I'm sitting there like, well, duh, obviously you're reading too into this. But she kept doing that. Every time she would drop a hint or a signal, she would freak out and then do it to everyone in the room. So it only made my paranoia about it worse. Where I was like, see, you're seeing things that aren't even there, man. <laughs> you're crazy, man. Like, you think this is about you, but it's not. She's just a nice lady. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I was literally watching that like, yeah, I've been there. Been there, done that. Oof. (laughs) I love it. But it ended happily for you guys, so hopefully it ends happy for them. Oh, yeah. I will say, um, I do understand (laughs) Takeo's need. Well, not need, I guess, but the fact that he keeps getting rewarded with food. I was like, oh, I would would do anything for food. If someone's like, I'll bake this for you if you do this thing for me. Yeah. Come meet me at a park. I'll give you free cake. Sure. Let's do it. You're like, (laughs) so kidnappers. Yeah, That's I'm really I'm worn. really lucky I was never <laughs> kidnapped as a child because <laughs> they would have been like candy. Yeah, sure. Let's go. I feel like the free candy scam. would <laughs> <laughs> 
And the only other thing I wanted to talk about um, is how understand I understand right vigilante justice is not uh, looked upon favorably in society, but wow oh wow did that molester deserve to be punched in the face? Holy <laughs> shit! I was so glad that he did it, even though he got in trouble. I was like, good for you. But like, yeah. I, I like the molester because the molester was like, that's not true. I didn't molest anybody, and you know what? This guy's literally just assaulting me. Arrest him. And then the, as soon as Rico's like, no, he did molest me. He like immediately changes his tune, and he's like, like do you, you see what you were it. wearing? You fucking were asking for it, you bitch. Like he like switched up so fast right in front of the cop. I was like, well, I was gonna say, a there goes your sense no- of self preservation. But like. <laughs> understandably like i mean a right we you know we are super um you know anti-slut shaming here on the podcast yes you know 100%. no but you could you could be walking down the street naked it doesn't mean you are asking for anything never ever and she's literally just wearing her fucking school uniform you fucking freak right pedophile honestly 100 percent um and i mean groping and underskirt shots and all this stuff is a really big problem in japan i mean it's a problem worldwide but it's a really big problem in japan Mm -hmm. right now uh like quick fun fact there uh i forgot the name but uh there's like a really prevalent like personality like a famous personality in japan right now who's trying to legalize wearing leggings under um school uniforms uh, for girls insane that that's not currently allowed yeah they were like i saw my uh i saw my daughter walking and it is snowing and she still has to wear a skirt oh my god oh my god that's so awful. they're trying to like change laws so that they could do that literally so dumb that they have to even fight for this but you yeah. know society societal differences and all that um but like i mean it's such a big, big problem over there that like i mean i feel like we've talked about this on the podcast so like take a shot i guess um but you can't silence your camera shutter sound in japan like mm-hmm. hell yeah the phones are like literally can't do that like here you can the second you silence your phone your shutter sounds also turned off or put it on vibrate yeah but like over there like it's always it always goes off because upskirt shots are such a big problem over there mm-hmm. 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 yeah so when he was just he's literally just like feeling and, her and then like again what's so hard is like it almost looks like when you're looking at it from the other side that maybe he's like about to do something but then when you know as soon as he like grabs his arm and she turns around and she's crying you're like oh no he's been doing he, something he's been doing something and take only notices it really because he's so tall yeah well suna notices well, it suna first Kawa points it out oh that's right yeah because he's like that guy looks kind of sketchy and then Takio sees what he's doing and he's like fucking storms over there and like fucking rips his arm off As and she's she just turns around and she's like thank you so much yeah. <laughs> and that's when he fell in love with her that's when she fell in love with him that's when they fell in love with each other <laughs> they're gonna have mid-sized children yeah they are gonna have the i'm curious to know, know what their children if, are gonna if, look if every like. um basketball player relationship i've ever seen is anything to be believed she's just gonna give birth to very large babies <laughs> r.i.p i like how much he looks like his mom by the way his mom does look a lot like him yeah when you meet his mom when she's like there's a girl here for you <laughs> I also like that when he's like, yeah, I mean, send her up. And then soon it's like, do you really want a girl in this room? And he's like, fuck, you're right. Oh, no. Relatable. I've never thought. I didn't think this through. Lauren's like, that's a problem people can have. Right. <laughs> I'm a very tidy person. The tidiest person I've ever met. I am so jealous. Lauren cleans for that. fun. 
Well, yeah, you listen to audiobooks. Insane. I just lay in bed and listen to audiobooks. Yeah. I need something to do while I listen to them. So I like I do art stuff usually. I wish I wish I was you. I wish I had motivation. I remember when that used to be me. That's why I'm on Zoloft now. (laughs) Yeah, PJ is on Zoloft now. Yay! The good old Z. You know, unrelated fun fact, um, you can make like a Spotify song your ringtone for something or like your alarm. And there is a song called Zoloft. And I was like, well, this will be my alarm to take my Zoloft every day. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a post the other day where it said your alarm clock is technically the the intro music for your life because that's what your episode starts with every day so what Hell is your yeah. intro song <laughs> my intro song is rumbling the rumbling by sim from attack it's on Titan. True. and when i tell you it is so terrifying to wake up like but it in wakes a cold you up, sweat you know. too <laughs> like every morning you know at like 7 a.m all the door you're just here rumbling rumbling start the rumbling where's mine is from stranger things it's the the Chrissy music edit people. I don't like this. Chrissy, wake up. There you go. There are your, <laughs> your What's episode. your alarm, Lauren? Um, it is the Iron Man theme song, the jazz version. Because it's Hell like, yeah. It starts with horns. It's really loud. So it is an Iron the Iron Man theme song from like the sixties or seventies. <laughs> oh nice. Hell yeah. Well, speaking of music, uh, why don't we talk about the music for your for my love story? Hell yeah. So our music was done by Sense, S-E-N-S, which is an acronym. It stands for Sound, Earth, Nature, and Spirits. Oh. Uh, they are a new age instrumental group uh, that uh, has done anime, a ton of music for media. Uh, that for something that we've done, they did also do the music for Kimi Nitadoke. Oh. Uh, but for general uh, listeners, they've also done, they also did the music for like Triple X Holic and a few other things. But what did you guys think of the like music in general for the show? Oh, I loved it. It was so Same. sweet. So yeah. cute. Yeah, it really was really nice to have that as the underscore for like the really sweet scenes. Mm-hmm. And then the more intense scenes. I was say the more intense scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we've talked about, there were plenty. Oh, we started watching Higurashi in the middle of this anime. Oh my God, I had no idea. <laughs> no, it would be from another because another is the anime Final Destination. Yeah. There you go. Who knew? I was kind of right with my Carrie prediction that this- I know. When you were like, it's a secret horror movie, I was like, kind (laughs) of. You know what? All right, I'll take it. (laughs) But yeah, Sense uh, does a great job with the music here. Really like them. Let's also talk about our OP and our ED. So our OP is Mirai K Answer, or Futuristic Answer, by Trustrick.
Lauren, what do you think of that OP? I thought this was so much fun. It's so sweet. It's so cute, but it's not too sweet or too cute. And mm-hmm. the visuals match it just perfectly. Yes, it is so like early 2000s. So, you know, like I love I love that Y2K shit. Like it's a great time. It, it is yeah. really cute. It is very like Y2K shit. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's a shirt, you guys. Y2K shit. There you go. Make it. Get a million dollars. But yeah, I mean, the song is very sweet. It's very cute. Uh, the visuals are, I mean, they're, they're like pretty simple. You know, it's kind of just them walking around or doing stuff with like cute backgrounds. Uh, my favorite one is where they're, it's like the strawberries and, yeah. uh, and Rinko is sitting on the giant strawberry while Takeo like crouches on a tiny strawberry. I that was love like a cute it. little visual. And you know, strawberries are like my favorite aesthetic. Fun fact. Like strawberry around. shortcake. Well, and then at the end, it's like the, the cake with the strawberries on it and he's like a little tiny cake topper on it i love it with his very big lips again we did talk about this he has very big lips he has a very large mouth it's true like he's ready for some kissing (laughs) he doesn't even need to pucker up he was built for some kissing he was built i was built for for kissing kissing you baby baby. Uh, but yeah, I really like this intro. But let's also talk about our outro, which is Shiawase no Arika or Happiness's Hiding Place by Local Connect. Lauren, what do you think of that outro? The visuals are very simple, but very effective, right? Because you just have Takeo just like walking. Walking, Um, yeah. yeah. And even though the song is very relaxed and very chill, it still has a lot of emotion underneath it. And you can really feel how charged the song is. So you, it's like, it, it's him. It's a perfect reflection of him. I thought it was right. very sweet. Well, what I, yeah, and I really love, again, speaking of the visuals, like, you know, it's him kind of walking alone through a lot of stuff, but then he sees Rinko and then he sees Suna and then they're together in front of him and he runs to them because like, he's not alone and he yeah. has, I don't know, it's very, he's never been. I really, <laughs> so really, cute. truly love the visual storytelling. And, you know, we start with like, kind of like the empty, like sky at night that turns to day. It's, it's very well done. Uh, I'm sorry if someone picked this for their outro song, but I did also really want to quickly mention that the first like two seconds of this outro are literally like Hello Darkness Smiles Friend. Yeah, every time it played PJ would be <laughs> like, like Hello, Hello Darkness Smiles Friend. I did not pick Simon or Garfunkel as my okay, artist. Okay, thank God. So. <laughs> or them together. Exactly. Yeah, no, neither together nor apart. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of songs that these are like, let's move on to our segment. What modern contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with Miraike Answer? I was looking for someone with a higher register who has the ability to belt because, you know, this, this singer could too. I don't think this is a great choice, but I think it's an okay choice. I ended up picking Rachel Platten, A Thousand Ships. And I 
I see where you were going for, for sure. I like it. Yeah, no, I like it. I think it's a little bit, like, more loud with the, like, instrumentation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a little bit more, like, hype. Like, not hyper. It's a little bit more high energy. Right. Um. But, again, I totally see, like, how you landed here. And I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good choice. Thank you. Who did you guys pick? So... No, I'm just, I'm scared. Because the last time I went with this, you guys read me to Phil. But it just, it's not perfect, but it just really reminded me of this. And it was M2M. Oh, no, um, not M2M game. <laughs> it's M2M. Don't say you love me. Yeah, I, I think the that's, vocal. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It's definitely a much better choice than the last time you picked it. Oh, yeah. No, I think that they are a really good match for this OP. Yeah, I, <sighs> I still think it's a little yeah. more high energy than than the My Love Story OP, but it's it's a very it's a very good choice. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I also I think maybe you went to energy, but I also don't. I just know I wasn't super like, oh, this isn't great, but like I'm okay with it. I ended up going with I Want to Be with You by Mandy Moore. I really like this. Yeah, this is where I started on my journey. I just wanted something a little bit more higher pitched. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. um, mine's just like lower energy. You guys' were higher energy. We found a middle yeah. ground. We, we, you I know, think just like with our powers combined. I'll, yeah, I think there's just like a lot more emotional weight to your song. And I think yes. like the OP is a little bit more... Um, yeah. Like a little bit more poppy. But it's still, you know, little... it still has its emotion. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, you have this beautiful, like, I'm so deep, Mandy Moore. And then um, you have this. She's just like, fuck yeah. I love this guy. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I, you should be like a, a, a reviewer for like Pitchfork or something. You're so good at it. <laughs> All right, well, then let's oh move to God. our outro. Our outro, Shiawase no Arika, or Happiness is Hiding Place. Lauren, who'd you pick for that? Okay, this one, I made a connection early on, and then I didn't, I couldn't get Fall out of through. it. Um, no, <laughs> I couldn't Opposite, get out of it. Avoidant. I didn't look for anyone else. It's not good, but I ended up picking Rob Thomas's Little Wonders. I was looking at this song. Yeah. I think it's a great choice. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. The only reason I didn't go with this song, I felt like his vocals were a little bit deeper than what I wanted. Absolutely. I I thought the same. I think this is a phenomenal song. Yeah, no, I think it's a really great choice. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Skylar, who'd you end up going with? Yeah, since you didn't pick Rob. I like your choice, I think, more than mine, which is funny because I didn't end up staying with it. (laughs) No, I do like my choice. I went with uh, Five for Fighting, their song Chances. I love this. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I love this. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'm, you guys yeah. 
you know, really listened to the song all the way through and picked good choices that matched the entire song. Oh, did you just pick? <laughs> did you pick Simon and Garfunkel? And I picked Simon and Garfunkel. No, no, no. Holy shit. Uh, no, this is a very good choice, Skylar. I did really focus on the beginning of this song mm. because it just really, really like resonated with me as a different song. So like, you know, all of this and two. And I went with Perfect by Simple Plan. Yeah, it's captured the energy of the beginning like Absolutely. super well. Yeah. Like as I was listening to the beginning, I was like, "This is Spurman Reservoir Blend." Yeah, you're like, I just need a, not a at Rob all, right? Thomas. Like, uh, <laughs> like Pierre's vocals are not remotely similar to Local Connects, but uh-huh. uh, you guys did a good job with that. I did a good job with this. <laughs> yeah, I think if Rob Thomas or Five for Fighting did like a cover of this song, it'd be perfection. Amazing, for- yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think great choices overall for those OPs, those EDs. And I think that's what we're going to call our music segments. We're going to take a quick break, watch some additional clips, some additional context, and get Lauren's closing thoughts on my love story. So we're going to be right back. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. We have Lauren some additional clips, some additional context, some additional dates, love moments, more Final Destination moments, and <laughs> even maybe some questionable moments uh, between friends that might be constitutable as assault. Uh, anyways, after all of that, Lauren, tell me, so my love story is really just a unique love story. You know, we're, we're get, kind of like your prediction. We're getting to see a love story for a character that maybe we wouldn't normally get to see one for. Right. Uh, and as our story progresses and you get to see that romance, blossom maybe it's amazing and you want to keep watching more or maybe you wish there was a little bit more chase or maybe just a different protagonist regardless we won't know until we ask you the question lauren what do you keep watching my love story i mean i had a really good time with this in the beginning i thought that it was really sweet i thought it was a nice refreshing take and i really i love Takeo. <laughs> i love him so much and i think you know, yeah, he's the protagonist, but he's so sweet. He's so endearing that he ended up being my favorite. Yeah, Takeo pretty much the second I saw amazing. him. Amazing. I absolutely yeah. love Takeo. Oh, he's the best. I do. I think my favorite character is Rinko, though. I think uh, I Rinko just... Rinko is pretty great. I mean, they're a great couple. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love them together. And I also love, you know, I love all the characters. Yeah. And everyone's great. Yeah. I don't have any complaints about anyone. And, you know, this is a little out of the box. It's a little different. Out it of feels different. <laughs> out of the box. Out of the box. It does feel different from other romance stories, but it's still very sweet. It's very endearing. And so I will continue to keep watching my love story. Yes, you absolutely love to see it. My Love Story is so cute, so sweet, so lovable, and I'm glad you love it. But would other people love it? Would you recommend My Love Story to someone looking to start their anime journey? I I think I would. Yeah, I wouldn't hesitate. This is a a very easy to follow rom-com. You know, nothing super out of the ordinary outside of the slight, you know, the the slight hints of Final Destination here and there. (laughs) 
But I mean, that keeps you it know, exciting. the un- yeah, but the underdog love story is a universal thing that people really do enjoy. And yeah, definitely. You know, I I don't think whether you're in anime or not. I think the concept of the character that isn't typically the the pro- the romantic protagonist getting to be that. I think that's a universal um, a- appeal, and I think uh, most people could really love this. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I definitely would. Um definitely would promote this uh you you do see the like not not mm, that's not the right word not losery guy but you see the unconventionally not so hot guy like you know Mm -hmm. end up with like these like gorgeous super fun women all the time look at super bad look at um i don't know (laughs) a different movie end of list Jonah Hill with Emma Stone. Oh, wow. This is basically this movie uh, or this anime. No, but honestly, it's so sweet. It's so fun. Visually stunning, Mm. too. I don't think we really talked about that. And I like that, like, he isn't, like, I like that his classmates aren't afraid of him either. I love this. I think it's really good. Handled exceptionally well. Yeah, no, 100%. A kawaii desu thumbs up is our do recommend. So we have a kawaii success, a kawaii desu thumbs up, and only one question left to ask. It's time for Is There an AMV for That? AMV, anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? All right, Lauren, you know the rules, giving your song and artist for my love story. So for my love story, I went with a (laughs) probably a very obvious choice. Um, I ended up going with I Really Like You by Carly Rae Jepsen. See, I thought you were going to go even more obvious and go with Love Story by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor's oh, version. Oh, but see, there's no one standing in the way of the romance except for Takeo. So. Yeah. So it's man the mirror all over again. Yes, there is exactly one AMV <laughs> for I Really Like You uh, from Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion album for Ore Monogatari or My Love Story. Woo! So that A is shame three that's points only one. in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. One other person out there in the world was like, hell yeah. This is hell for Lauren. They yeah. knew. It's hell Jackie. Yeah. Jackie's doing it now. Jackie went back in time seven years, started a YouTube account called Unlucky4747, and made this AMV for Lauren. Jackie she would knew. do anything for Lauren. She knew. She's like, someday this is going to come in handy for a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how much she decided to help you seven years ago. Jesus. (laughs) Because it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus round. Hey, Lauren, Mm. do you think there's possibly be an AMV to Evanescence Bring Me to Life for my love story? All right, Lauren, use that Evanescence. My Evanescence is saying, oh my God, no. Oh man, I think it's the wrong answer. I, it's I mean, too yeah, late. there's you see a lot of near death experiences. I know. I just, I just, I said no, and then all the instances of like the, the Final Fantasy scenes popped in him. Final Destination. Like, Final Fantasy. Oh. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's the Final Destination. Which honestly, I would love to see like this gritty, like I mean, even like that scene we saw where he was like, you know, dying in the fire. Everything would be so perfect for an Evanescence Spring Real Life Fantasy. So I recommend someone do it. Because right now, there isn't one, which means that you have four points in the book. <laughs> oh, 
holy shit, I thought I was wrong. I thought I was wrong. I thought for sure. Oh, That my was God. your final destination moment. It was your near-death experience. Wow. <laughs> that was my near-death experience. Uh, well, regardless, that is a kawaii success in the book. A kawaii Desu thumbs up and four points in the book and another successful journey through an anime. Another the anime. Another the anime. No, Not um, again. But yeah, with that said, um, Lauren, thank you so much for going on this journey with us. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, this was so sweet. Yeah, I'm glad you loved it. And now you have your love story with this anime. Um, but more importantly, I hope our listeners <laughs> loved it. I hope they had a good time, a fun time, a big boys deserve love too time. A final destination time. Not a final fantasy time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, if, sorry. Uh, if you save your crush from falling construction equipment, do you really even love them time? If you're not doing it, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, Is it I mean, really you love? should have just died with them time. Um, yeah. But until next time, we hope your weight isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. And if someone is about to be crushed to death by a giant girder, unless you are as strong as Takeo, don't, don't, I mean, try to pull them out, but don't try to catch it. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> just, just catch be two dead bodies. I'll tell you, the amount of animes that Ed would, that were characters die because they get in front of something instead of pulling someone away, too many. So that's the lesson of this podcast. They're pull both people away from danger. Don't try to stop it. And that's the lesson here. <laughs> the more you know. Watch your partner die. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh uh, my God. And on that note, bye everyone. <laughs> bye. bye.